0: I want to be the best in the game, invest in my name, check no restraints, I'm obsessed with the pain, I ingest, I retain, assess and I change, possessed by the thought I'll be free one day from society's restraints, money, clout and fame, mud disease a plague, we all love to hate, have to play the game, have to make a name, all our insecurities are on This display. is war with the enemy, think that it was meant to be, living in a time where diseases
1: are. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Tactical Awareness. My name's Ash and I will be joined today by my co-hosts Owen and Dan for another discussion about Infinity the Game. Uh, It is Season 1, Episode 31, we're on ITS14, and today we're going to be talking about Social Contract, the unspoken or spoken agreements between players to, I guess, like, get the most um, accurate outcome of a game, and what happens when it works, what happens when it goes wrong. So let's dive in, check in with the guys, and get this underway. Alright, this is it. We, we have no plan until we have a plan. Now we have a plan, which means that we're going to talk about social contracts. And this is all going to come about because um, it's a topic that, like, we, I, I, it comes up a lot. It comes up a lot when we run events. It comes up a lot in Infinity in general when you give new players advice. Uh, and then the opposite comes up every once in a while when you're playing other games. And it really throws it up in lights. So we'll save the punchline to that one, but today we're going to talk about why I think Infinity is probably one of the games that I've had the hardest time having a bad game at, and it's like a game that I I regret, I don't like the person I played against, or I didn't have a good time, Um, and it tends to be because it filters out people through its need for like a really strong social contract, so I'm going to define that a little bit more later, but that's the topic for tonight, I am joined by of course Owen and Dan, Say hi, everybody. Hello. And then Owen. <laughs> Owen <laughs> also <no>. says
2: hi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Owen also says hi. Uh, And we are uh catching up with what each of us did this week, what we've been working on, and then we're going to take some questions from the mailbag before we launch into our On a Soapbox, uh, shaking our fists at clouds. Uh, So what have you been up to, Dan?
2: I just bought the box with the Sarco and the secu droid oh you're on my level now how do you yeah it's so good it's so i wanted good. to buy two boxes but then they're like we only have one i'm like what the <laughs>
1: you're literally costing yourselves money do you see how stupid you look right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> you fools these
1: fools are two of everything why why would you do this defeated by
2: your own hubris now luckily luckily uh oftentimes when a sarco reveals himself he dies and then I just have another camo marker, which will turn into the other Sarko, but I so you can one have, two, you
1: have two, you can have two Sarkos and you only have one Sarko model because you just assume that one is always going to be
0: dead or camo. In all fairness, that's what I did with my five-day Lamy, having only four-day Lamy with Panzerfests.
2: True. Also <laughs> never, in all fairness, it was never addressed.
1: I don't think Dan's ever owned a Catherine show.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't. I've never actually put her on the table. She's never I actually seen her, the table, though, though, yeah. She's never been on the table.
1: She's either died or been been someone else. Someone else chose someone else's face. She yeah. she uh she total recalls it. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah. Are they already painted?
2: No, no. Oh I come on! Planning, You're such a I fast painter. I was planning. I I just got home. I'm literally uh cutting off all the flash right now.
1: All right. Oh, are you, you hobby right now? Sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Mind, uh, we don't w- hobby
0: during every one of these talks.
1: <laughs> that's true yeah the, it's true you know what though i like that i like that i have like scheduled hobby time i built my um i built my uh stigmaton last time uh and i've just started like um putting the basing and stuff all the base coats down on my uh my new or which is making me happy so it's true it does it does just give us like two hours where we force ourselves to sit down and like get a bit of hobbying done and get excited about shit which i think is cool what do you been up to you you oh and Wait, i have oh you yeah, have stories. more stories okay
2: sorry sorry go on you play yeah. games. I played a game. So uh, I met this this new guy, I started posting in the chat. He was like, Hey, I'm new. I want to get back to Infinity. And I was like, Oh, and I jumped on it. We're like, Yes, more from Infinity. Uh, but, anyways, I was able to meet him uh, yesterday night at uh, at the game store. And I just set up like a little tiny game because he only had like maybe like 150 points of like three different factions. Right. I mean, I had like baby first edition. Right. But it was cool. He's like from Syria. Ended up leaving because of the war. He he was like, don't. He's like, I didn't have too hard of a time, like a lot of other people did. But it was like, whatever. But he ended up in Canada, and he seems like a really cool dude. And uh, hopefully, we'll play Lost More Infinity together.
1: That's amazing. Look at you guys doing the doing the doing the Carlos's work. Yeah, <laughs> Bless Carlos we, on, on we, this most Carlos of days.
2: <laughs> we played uh we played this, this tiny like hundred fifty point game, and I was like, I never bring the Omega. I'll bring the Omega just with the multi rifle. And then I built him, like, a Dakini list. For your nice, SF friendly that game with an
1: Omega, you super.
2: jerk. He, like, comes up, and I just, like, crit him, and I kill him. And it was, like, so many dice-offs. of less like, oh, you rolled a, a 1, 2, three, four, and a 20. Well, I rolled a 5. So, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. the game, it's the game you played against Owen, where it, you,
1: Owen was trying to go easy on you, and then you just exploded crits all over him. Sometimes your horseshoe just falls out of your ass, and everything... Everything okay. comes up, Dan. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't need a social contract. I'm just lucky.
1: You're just kindly. You just have a you have a you have a nice a nice demeanor and everyone thinks you mean well. So even when you're just exploding people mercilessly, they're having a good time. Except in board games.
2: Oh my gosh, everyone's so suspicious of me in board games. I yeah, never pull too, anything off. Because board game players are sociopaths. Let's be honest. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Anybody, well, any, to be trusted. What
1: that no <laughs> one should trust anyone in board games, and I've seen no one try and talk people into playing twilight imperium enough to know that that's the truth
2: owen owen's blatantly lying to them and i'm like guys i think this is not a good idea i don't trust you dan what what should i do Owen's either blatantly
1: lying or he's telling the god's honest truth in a way that makes everyone think he's lying that's actually his superpower is when he actually tells the truth but he tells it in such a way that everyone mistrusts it completely and and he inceptions them (laughs)
0: it's really annoying Dan got really mad after one of our games. (laughs) I
2: was like, he's like, oh, I didn't think Owen was going to do that. I was like, really? After he betrayed you twice and then he told you to do something and you did it again? Dan's the
1: frog that keeps carrying the scorpion across the river just over and over again.
2: (laughs) It's just like, why,
1: why do I keep trusting you? And I was just like, I told you I was a scorpion. Like, this is how this works.
2: No, no, I never trust Owen, but other people do. And I'm like, guys, you're an idiot. Don't do it. Just That's don't so do it. And then even after the fact of like, I told you so, they're like, eh, whatever. And then they do it again.
1: That's amazing. You're like multiple MIGs. You're like two cells down from Hannibal Lecter, but no one believes you <laughs> I
2: don't know. Well. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of his his sociopathic nature to just, I don't know how he's not
1: that. that. It's he's charming. He's he's charming and direct, <laughs> but also totally totally untrustworthy. Um, real Patrick Bateman energy. Uh, go. so that's awesome, man. For real, though, that's really cool that you took the guy and took the time to actually play a small game against him and get him into the hobby community. I hope that keeps going. Me too. Let's see. Uh, well, Owen keeps talking about playing
0: Aleph now. So, what what are you been mm-hmm. doing this week, Owen? Uh, I built. Well, actually, in all fairness, I built all my Bakunin stuff. And oh, that's
1: right. You got the Bakunin box. That's sweet.
0: Yes. So I've I've built assembled primed beginning the paint process on them along with two shakushes along with uh four more Dakinis, and everything i need to play sss so that's kind of all i've been doing that's building models buried to play games that sort of thing nice
1: that's fun as long as it's fun just to build models uh i have been doing a lot of that but for another game i've been playing um the last war so i've been building all these like world war what like horror models making like barbed wire monsters and like mud ghouls and watching death watch in 1917 like on repeat get my world war one stuff going on uh but i did get my base tones down on the oyeroy and i built my stigmaton and i got a game in i played chris again chris hash uh, who's come in uh twice now he brought his um uh Aleph last time and this time around he brought his cosmoflot so i finally got to fight the bear Oh man, the bear. The bear's so good. <laughs> the bear's really, really good. Dude, um, well, we it. played we played unmasking, um, and he had a really solid list. I had to fight through a Volkalock, that total immunity, like heavy weapon guy who was terrifying, get um the type two rifle, um, a, a stranic outer core, and then the oh shoot, what's this? What's the last one called? Another the because
0: it's usually patchers.
1: No, he didn't have the patchers yet. The patchers just came out. He doesn't have them yet, but I love the patchers. It No, it's the one um with the portable auto cannon. Uh Kaiser. And last minute, he changed his portable auto cannon to be his lieutenant. And I played NCA, and I had an Ulan, and I was like, well, the Ulan's just going to walk around. He kept delaying uh, off my Ulan's scale marker, and then I just fought those two guys in surprise attack. and. Obliterated him and put him in lost lieutenant his first turn. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, there's no way he's got the auto against as Lieutenant. And I wasn't softballing or anything. I was just trying to get rid of anything that could hurt the Ulan. Um, and so he was first turn in LOL. Uh, although he, to his credit, actually did really well fighting his way out of it um by command tokening an Ermandino who didn't really care about being in Lost Lieutenant, right? Because he's impetuous and irregular. So he just ran forward smoked one of the consoles and managed to get a button push off even though he's in lost last lieutenant uh with i think like his own orders plus one from that combat group and then they killed one of my he discovered and killed the other one because he command tokened another order and and had the irregular on usha and she walked over and capped it so he managed to get uh it wasn't luckily it was not my um hvt like my my designated target but it was one of them and then like, that's all through the of 10 turn. So he burned two command tokens to do it, but he still had, like, a really good play afterwards and managed to actually get a kill off, which I thought was really cool. Um, Yeah, but then the Ulan did Ulan things. <laughs> the, the funniest part was, at the very end of the game, he had, like, maybe six or seven orders left. The Ulan had everybody pinned down in the middle of the table, and the Unknown Ranger went just, like, by himself, toe-to-toe with the Ulan and just obliterated it over, like, six orders. It took him, like, six orders to do it, but he was just like, nope, I'm all done with this. This is killing my whole army. The Ulan's been killing everybody. Um, and then, like, went over and just AP Spitfarted into the Stone Age. And the Ulan kept trying to, you know, that time when, like, you got the one high dice, and if you rolled out, like, 15 to 17, you win the face-to-face, no matter what this guy does. And I just kept dropping, like, ones and twos. Like, I dro- like, four times in a row. I dropped, like, ones and twos he just kept chipping away at me. I think he got a wound each time. Um, and over like four orders, I find that I was unconscious. And I still won the game 10-0 which was, or 10-1, which was good. But the uh, the Ulan paid the price in the end, holding off the unknown Ranger. That guy is so good for his points. He's incredible. So it was cool to finally play against Cosmoflot. Um, I've got some folks coming in. I got, I got a guy named Reuven, I think, coming in on Sunday from Germany to play some Infinity with me. I got Jordan coming in later in the week too. So I'm going to get some more painting done. Uh, I'm going to try and get some models done for my... Um, Bakunin and some models done for my JSA, so I can play them the next couple of days.
2: Cool. Yeah,
1: that's it for this week. So, we're into the QA, into the mailbag section. And thanks uh, all you listeners who put in new questions. We're stacked back up. I think we got like six or seven now. So, we got at least another week in advance. Um, but yeah, go keep putting those in um, and filling this up because this has been a fun feature. And I'm really enjoying having this, this part of the podcast. Uh, so, again, Same format as always. We'll take three questions each week. Uh, They have to be from different people. So keep adding a question a week. Don't like spam out like seven questions at once. uh, And we'll keep answering them. All right. Question number one is for Owen. Uh, This is from Emperor Norton. Uh, I picked up assassins thanks to this podcast. And have done very well with them in various situations. Then I had to make a list to play against Steel Phalanx in a panic room. And I totally choked. How how to uh, make a list? When you can't advance deploy the sunduk button for days and they both seem useless so he's asking for your advice on how do you do a room mission specifically panic room against someone with like brawler pieces like steel flanks when you're playing assassins and those like staple pieces don't really get to get used
0: um double down <laughs> take a sunduck but just one maybe with four day lobbies and lean into shotguns um mm. Lean into the light shotgun and the heavy shotguns that you have access to. Uh you could go with Yera Haddad, because she she can long range a lot of them as an MSB piece. Um, uh, but otherwise, like turn one insert specialist, probably a barid, because like if he's got Ajax or Achilles or Hector, you're gonna want. And also spotlight on those guys is just good in general. So like bring a, bring a little Buried with regular hacker instead of the normal killer hacker. Throw your pitcher in the room in some annoying c- corner for him, and you can start getting spotlights out to offset the mimetism. Um, the real threat, in my opinion, is Atalanta because it always is. but you do, you can still bring one Fide who should beat Atalanta because she doesn't have anything to do against him. Um, and then yeah, just like turn one, Buried opens the door sunduck butt while camel walks into the room and sits there with his double chain rifles and then you sur- you coordinate order your uh Lami camel markers into the room with him and then all of a sudden the room is flooded with marker states who also have template weapons and if he comes in with smoke you can have your daylamis just kind of body block for the sunduck butt and also you have a hacker
1: so it's like I delivering think- the sunduck butt to the room so he can keep everybody else out
0: and then if they don't have, like, if you're able in some way to snipe out his uh, Eclipse smoke or just any smoke, if you can. Um, now, all of a sudden, he can just open up with the viral rifle when anyone comes near him.
1: I feel like Yazbeer actually has a place in a room mission.
0: Or you go the other side and you go triple Asawira.
1: Yeah, or I was going to say, or the Asawira, or you just brute force it. because think that's a no hard joke. one
0: because those guys are as good as the Asawira is. And like in straight up fights, they usually will lose against like even sizes. They
1: can berserk though. Most of those, like a lot of those um, steel flanks pieces are lighter. You know what I mean? Whereas the right, Asperger but, can But the to thing lose. is,
0: they're going to trade their life for that because like a third of them have DA weapons or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or half even, I would even say. Maybe it would be more than that. Like all of the, the Myrmidon officers and stuff have DAs. Yeah, they the think with the Asperger, though, is they're
1: like, basically immune to nanopulsers, which is this big steel plank staple. A lot of them have nanopulsers and the Asperger being BTS9 just walks around. It's like, yeah, cute.
0: <laughs> just, like, I just need to say that they don't have a failure state on their melee attacks. And so with Berserk, you're just trading wounds. And they're usually cheaper or as expensive as you are, and you don't have the fallback that they do. Yeah,
1: you get so DAs like, too, though. You got sh- like shotguns. I mean, the the thing with the Oswears is like they're cheap, like comparatively speaking, right? They're like they're all sub forty points. They're thirty to forty points. So they, I yeah. think I think you get the three Oswears and you still get something else.
0: A suppressing Bokhtar in the room would also be very difficult for them sure. to dislodge because mm-hmm. of his MSV. The big thing is you have to climb over the Atalanta hurdle because she'll be. In a way that'll mess you up. And then once you've gotten past that, just go kill his net rods with your uh Fidet. Like if you die doing it, that's fine. Cause you'll just take out his orders, which he depends on. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden you just trade lives. Like you put a jammer on the outside of the yeah, room. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say you drop j- drop jammers on the side of the room so you can't
0: come in. Yeah, bring a baggage bot to reload your jammers and uh and then fill the room with just cheap day lami and like even like a little ghoulie team with the uh, bereed with them and let them just two dice or two shotgun blasts Ricky oh he's gonna jam. he's gonna dodge into me okay that's what the jammer's for yeah like let's go and then the breed breaks out of the group and goes I spotlight you or I hack you in some way to immobilize you if you're another one of the freeels is one mm-hmm. I give like, so many out of line of fire fighty abilities and also a bunch of guys that, can be pylons backed up by throwaway pieces.
1: The question feels like a good reason to never get too comfortable with like your faction's strength because it's not going to apply in every mission. Right. This is an example of like when Fiddays and Sunday butts can't do what they're optimally designed to do. How do you pivot the list into things that are more optimal for that mission?
2: I don't know. Last time I played Armory, I had Hippolyta, Berserk, uh Butt die horribly and do no damage to the Sunday butt. <laughs>
1: Oh Hippolyta, yeah. you're so hit or miss. I would I would like, I she's it. So great. explosive
2: post combat weapon. He is four. She's so you.
1: good on paper, man, but I could never get her to work either.
0: I've had her work. She's great. Link her. I know that's she's great. Yeah. Link her up. That's I know. I know.
1: I have. I'm. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I just it, every time like the dice just shit the bad and I haven't had a good experience with it yet. That's all. It's not her fault. It's it's not her fault at all. anyways, yeah. All right. Well, question two. Uh, this one's from Ryan. So everybody. Uh, It says, the appeal to Infinity is having such a wide selection of models and units available for an army. But from hearing the analysis conducted, most of the units seem to be underperformers for general purposes, leaving only a handful of auto-includes. Has Infinity reached a level of min-max gaming efficiency to influence model acquisition as right choices, or is there still room for less competitive armies to enjoy the game? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I hope that didn't come from us, because I don't think we've ever... I mean... There are some moments where we use hyperbolic, like, I don't know why you would take this over the statements, but I think we've always kind of prefaced everything with the fact that infinity is very hard to, it's, it's in, it's in five degree increments, right? Being better or worse is in five degree increments in this game. So having like tiers, the, the, the grade on which you're grading, whether something's better than something else is so fine that I don't think there's, a problem and i think player skill is far more of an affecting factor than unit selection is because if unit selection was a factor netlist would win infinity games and they don't players win infinity games because you can have the best list in the universe and have no idea how it works and never win a single game with it so i hope i hope that's not our faction breakdowns giving that impression because i'm i'm pretty adamant that that we're talking about how to get the best tools to play the game, but I think we're very clear about the fact that the player wins games of Infinity, not the list, because sometimes it'll just fall apart.
0: Ash is very defensive right now. I think there's power group. I think there are models that are better than other models. Okay. And and that as time has gone on, more and more models are starting to outpace others, and that it, what, what was better at like a um, apples to oranges and like how you play them has started to fall into like some guys are just better like point for point within their own factions
1: within their own faction. Maybe. Yes. They might outcompete compete each other. I think the problem with that is the fact that the unit selection is so big now,
0: right? No, that, and that's fine. Like it's that, that can be the cause of it, but that's, that doesn't negate its existence. And that's where I, I think, I think it is the case that some places are starting to show up where there are right choices and wrong choices. Like even in our conversation on the last episode over the like vanilla Yu Ching um there were a number of things that were in that in that super faction list that it's like you're not going to bring these like what's a good example if if any if either of you remember like the mech engineer he's never coming like sure he but he is engineers. in some
1: factions where it's just him right where he is the best choice it's if there's a monster actor, you're not going to use him because it's the monster is cheaper but in the factions where you only get a mech engineer you're going to take it because you need an engineer like i, I so the reason i'm fundamentally disagreeing with that is because all of these models for the most part exist across several factions or appear in more than one place it's about how do they fit into
0: the matrix right, of where they are the comment is talking about the selection models available for and not across the game okay like the, this is a debate internally within their own factions and so like that's that's where i'm saying like in their own groups like you're going to be hard pressed to justify bringing Zhuzhak regiment guys over in Zhuyang Invincibles.
1: I completely disagree. Zhuzhak's are great.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I completely disagree
1: with you. They have access to different things.
0: I mean, they get breaker combis. The other side gets tackleware, tinbot firewall minus six.
1: Mm, they also get heavy flamethrowers. They also get tin bots.
0: Okay theirs has a shotgun oh i guess they have a breaker copy one but i mean like (laughs) i don't know fine maybe that's not the best example but i know it's out there like i i i know for sure that there's going to be models in here like even even your perspective on things like sun tzu like you don't think that you should bring him like that was clear from the number of times it came up throughout that conversation that there are better lieutenant choices (laughs)
1: <laughs> sure sometimes yeah for for lieutenants i think you bring sunsu to fight if you're gonna bring him when we're talking about it's all about context is what i'm saying and I, i'm not disagreeing that there are some models that need to glow up like i think right. there are absolutely models whose profiles could be updated and i think that's the that is the long job of corvus belly right where they're constantly tweaking profiles and they're not afraid to either which i think is great and sometimes and... they get it right i think that i think the recent example of um the observance Right, adding frenzy to all those um all the whatchamacallits the um the sisters about what are they called the reverence Mo- reverence um to discount them a bit made them way oh, more attractive guys. all of a sudden right like they managed to tweak that and then we had the Rodok thing where they didn't quite get it right <laughs> and i can't figure <laughs> out what they're doing there right like it's it's a huge matrix to stay on top of. I don't think it's gotten to the point though where there's better and worse choices. I I think you can still. I think player skill still surmounts list rating, in my opinion. I
0: I do think player skill surmounts it, but that doesn't change that I think there are like I mean one of the things that's been like a running narrative throughout my time playing since I started playing again this past year has been there is a netlist that exists. What models are in it changes, but the style is the same. Like five three two remote remote uh tr bot or, or tr piece whatever your piece is called like that that is so ubiquitous like i you can go to an event and you will play that two out of three games like sometimes you'll play somebody who's an exception they wanted to bring a tag or something but you're going to play five-man team three-man team maybe they're in the same group maybe they're not they're going to have two uh aggressive infiltrators or like trade peace traders and like it it pick your faction and it's the same thing and then you start running into the same models again and again and again because there are models that fill that role with with the 15 guy limit that they like best in slot like you're gonna Mm -hmm. be pushed towards 25 point models and
1: and and you i think i think that that's a really good observation actually is that the 15 model limit may have more to do with the better worse profile thing because you can't take chances as much when you only have 15 seats in the boss if that makes and, sense
0: and some guys who might have been dealt with easier because you could trade two or three dudes to fight them you don't have those two or three dudes anymore and so yeah all you of can't a sudden, take
1: that they don't have seats yeah
0: like atalanta is way scarier when you can't have a guy like i'm gonna just shoot a panzer fist and if i die oh well but now if you do it, you're like, I, I really can't afford that guy to just throw his life away on a low shot, right? Like, mm-hmm. I have to coordinate a bunch of people. And that means I need to bring a bunch of people who are there in order to deal with this one bottle that might show up and, and, and. Whereas before you could be like, well, okay, here comes the tag. What if we just like engaged him with four guys and we tried to beat him up? Or our, our five-man link of garbage guys tries to fight because I have enough special forces elsewhere that can I don't know. I I, I, know. I, 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 I what I'm agreeing this with is, is I, I see how
1: this. you're I see what you're saying where the 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 limited seats on the bus does make that argument more pointed because you have a you have a reason to try and get the best in each slot and you can't spread it out and take more chances. What do you, what do you think, Dan? Break the tie.
2: Um a lot of people don't think the link sniper is very good or you just don't really see them very much or people talking about them but I think it's amazing and I've used it to really good effect and mm-hmm. on paper the epsilon or now in 012 is a much better choice but depending on play style and skill I think the links and yeah I think, I think hidden, hidden deployment is a very play, player skill dependent skill We're like right
1: you, you need to your player skill is going to come in when hidden deployment I think because there's much choices for you to make as a player to make that effective
2: yeah and, and some luck involved I guess too but uh it's I, I feel like with my playstyle of what I wanted that list to do the other snipers just didn't cut it because I want to play a defensive if I'm afraid of someone who's going to go first and just destroy me or whatever or I've been playing against McMurro too much or the bears and they come around and kill me uh, surprise then, then I can just I can guarantee to have my sniper be alive turn one
1: mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I it's think it's a I defensive
2: would,
0: thing. I would to like to, to mitigate a bit of what I'm saying. I think the first part of this, has it gotten to the point where there are right choices? Yes. Is there still room to be less competitive and enjoy the game? Also, yes.
1: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: this isn't an or question. It's a like there it is becoming the case that there are bested slots in a lot of factions. Like like Atlanta should show up in most of your uh Steel Fan armies. Why? well it's just fucking really good like it solves so many problems yeah. that you're going to run into
1: and, and that comes and goes gazes were that in n3 right like right guys auto includes
0: yeah 100 and so like balance can change that but what in the current state I, I do think there are there are right choices i don't think there's very many wrong choices but there are some and i also would go so far as to say that like run double magariba guard mm-hmm. it has horrible flaws like there's lots of ways to just kill it but you'll enjoy the game mm-hmm.
1: and and and, <laughs> and i mean that's and it, and that's, it that's it like At it, the I, expense of everyone still... around you well i was gonna say but, but here's it's true but here's the thing is and and that right there that like choosing to go in a weird skewy direction the, the fact that that can still exist and still like shock and awe people i think like the fact that you can still like Kind of beat the bushes and 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 surprise people is the strength of infinity too, right? Where you can th- there is still like an element of there's so much chaos that there's going to be some weird outlier list that has its weaknesses but also surprises them the current like accepted meta.
0: Which is why I think this isn't a isn't an or question. I do yeah. think it's I think both of these are true. Yeah, that's
2: my. So you, what do you, you may not agree on the first part. But...
0: That's <laughs> fair.
2: No, I think I get super bored when I play net lists. Like, it's just like, especially mm. when I like play a mirror match and it's just the same fucking I'm just like, no. Nah. It's like, yeah, I yeah. have zero fun. My fights would rather, I would rather lose a tournament trying to figure out my own list than win a tournament with someone else's list.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Taking as many Grot tanks as you can.
2: Oh, yeah. I did, it did well. It was a really good list. I, I, can't, I, wait to this,
1: I can't wait to hear about it. All right, third, third question. This is from Taylor for everybody. Do you guys have any profiles that you love to take, despite maybe there's like a better alternative available? Hey. Uh, what would it take for you to make them as good as an alternative? What would it take to make them as good as the alternative? Well, the links is that's funny, Dan, because you already answered that question.
2: <laughs> uh, give it FSB. It yeah. Cost too many points. You better give it an FSV, Yeah. <laughs> it would cost yeah, sure.
1: Points. Give it. Give it a no Hotnick, so it's got no bad ranges. Oh, the Ohotnik is an amazing gun. It's it's zero to eight, and then it's plus three between eight and forty-eight or forty-two or whatever, I think. And then it's just zero after that. It's literally like this like incredible super gun that only Ariadnik gets, apparently, because it's like a big game rifle.
2: I've never even heard about this gun.
1: The Ohotnik is the it's the basically the anti-antipode gun. It's the gun they developed to fight the werewolves because they live on a werewolf flash for some reason. <laughs> um, it's very funny. Do I have any profiles that I love to take, despite them being a bad alternative, uh, or maybe better alternatives, better and available? I'm trying to think. What do you think, Owen?
0: Uh, give the Shakush climbing plus. I don't bring them though, so it it doesn't quite fit. Uh, you like Hector a lot. I don't think Hector needs anything though. I think Hector's fine.
1: No, no, but but, but the lot. thing is, so so like everybody loves Achilles. Achilles is mechanically powerful. A lot of people take Achilles. A lot of people didn't take Hector for a long time, but you would take Hector quite often
0: they're right. wrong but i don't think hector needs i i i think that that's just a like i don't agree that they're correct in that because i uh-huh. think hector does have all the power already i don't think he needs some if they gave hector like more PS 14 uh, he would be too much PS he's 14. already good with 13 though if like, he true. links he has yeah. all of the benefits there like if you gave him mim six like the other myrmidons he'd be too strong kind of thing like um you know who i actually i do have someone who i'd like to have something and it's um Saladin in vanilla hawk is lost. Oh yeah, good example because Saladin used to be great and then everyone got strategos and strategos got less good and he got less good. So what would i give Saladin to try and make him more of a viable lieutenant? Uh either like a new tier of strategos that does something beyond the normal because he's the the epitome of like human strategy along with sun tzu or uh or just like double his stats like make him a fighter as well as give him
1: a heavy armor version like like here's what it is
0: i got it i got it inspiring Drop to tigos that's a good idea that's fine give presents? him yeah give him inspiring presents oh my God, and you will you completely imagine? change how hawk is on plays yeah if you gave salad in hot ha- maybe don't presents. maybe don't
1: give it to vanilla give it to like one or one or both of, or like two of
0: the sectorials so Yeah, take I, him as like he's a not in sectorial. any of the sectorials. really <laughs> yeah he's oh, not wow. you can only bring him in vanilla so cool. maybe you add him to one of the sectorials and you do that like I, I don't know. The one that would probably be the most impacted and could use it the most would be QK. That'd be cool. Uh, and he's the naval
1: if, guy, right? Because he's on loan to O-12. He's, he's like the, the O-12 guy.
0: liaison officer. Yeah. So, like, if you put Saladin into QK and gave him inspiring, you would have a very interesting change. To that's the a wave.
1: really interesting change to QK. Because yeah. Of, because of because imagine of where, imagine the that, like that
0: happens now and you've like called it. Yeah. Well, that's why you don't you don't give it to vanilla because writers, yeah. Riders, DeLami, like... Oh my God, there's, that's too, what was, there's, was, there's, there's too many of them. Be, uh, yeah,
1: it just instantly would break. You couldn't do it. There's no way.
0: That said, with 15 model caps, I don't actually know if that is the end of the world. You end up just playing like Caledonia without the links.
1: Yeah, it's true, but you can still go Maggie Rafiq, right? As like your core, and then just like pile orders on top of it and take like a... I don't know. You're right, though. It would you, just give your orders like a super huge amount of efficiency.
0: You'd have a really interesting efficiency there that you could probably, you could start bringing things like Toregs and Shujes who don't show up a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, because you do know, afford all these hit, regular orders. They hit that 30 points, which puts them too expensive, so you have to, like, reduce down to, like, uh, Al Hawaz and Farzan. The ghoulies would all go hun- home. Hunza cuts.
1: And every, stuff, every, yeah. every, ghoulie, every ghoulie would go home, and, and the hitting pieces would get more expensive.
0: But, like, getting Bashy Bazooks with regular, getting getting Hunza uh, cuts potentially coom riders but like if i if i wanted to make saladin who i really like and i still try and use when i play vanilla be good <laughs> uh he needs something more and i think inspiring presence would be a neat one maybe not in vanilla
2: but toss him in well, somewhere else in, in vanilla 012 he just seems horrible as well so in 012 in it's even worse because they have hector who's just him
0: again but better yeah, there's no, uh, there's no reason to come out well. Wait, no. Yeah,
2: he's in no. he- Hector's. No, oh, no. and you have the Alpha, who also is him but better. So here's the thing. Oh yes, yeah, he he is in Star Mata, but he's also in Base O-12, where you don't you have the Alpha or you have Hector.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's silly.
2: only a Strategos level one in in O Twelve,
0: which reasons. puts him the same as the one in in uh, or sorry the Alpha. So even less reason to bring him
2: there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, there's, there's my answer to that question.
1: That's a good answer. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, who would I who do I still love to use despite him only being like decidedly okay? That's a good question. Um, probably I'd say probably I'll go with military orders just to pick a different faction from the two of you. Uh and I'm gonna say Mendoza. I love Mendoza. And, and, like, there's lots of reasons to like Mendoza. He's a really powerful hitting piece. Um, he has, like, a ton of, like, staying power. Like, his core stats are uh, off the charts. And he has fire on all of his weapons, right? Like, um, he can have, like, a multi-rifle plus one damage that's continuous damage. And grenades that are continuous damage. And a D.A. close combo weapon that's continuous damage. Like, it's, it's bananas. But he's 57 points. And he has no like fire team option, so he's always off by himself. I've never had him survive. I don't know what it is about him. He's just very expensive. Um, I played against him
2: once. And, yeah, uh, I was like, oh my god, it's so scary. Oh, never mind, he died. Okay, moving on. Yeah,
1: I don't know what it is. I, I, I maybe he's just an unlucky piece because on paper he looks amazing, but he's like more expensive than Joan, right? Like he's fifty-seven points. He's twelve points more than her. And on paper, he's horrifying. Like He's like a tiny tag with MIM minus six and continues damage on all of his guns and dodges on 16s and dodges an extra, and he can berserk. Like he has so much like just raw stat power. And for whatever reason, he just doesn't land. And I think maybe it's just because everything's so expensive around him, right? Because you're playing military orders. I think if you gave him tactical awareness, if you gave him an extra order, and there's literally no tactical awareness in this entire faction, which blows my mind. <laughs> like
0: I don't know One why day, there any we will talk about military orders.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will talk about military orders. Cause Owen and I both love them. We both play them. And
0: I don't play they're... them anymore. I haven't played them in quite some time. I, I know, played them but... like twice when the fact when I came back to it. Yeah. I was like, Bleh. <laughs> what, what have you done to my boy? I know. You massacred,
1: him. <laughs> you massacred my boy. You gave him yeah. dart and nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I love Mendoza. I love the miniature, I love the story for him. I love like his core stat line. I think if you gave him some, maybe gave him NCO, maybe instead of tackle, we could just give him NCO because you have access to extra lieutenant orders in this faction pretty easily. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love that model though, and I love Constantinos too. Although Constantinos is also just not, he's not very, I don't know, he's not very interesting compared to how he used to be.
0: The scale up of armor on newer guys has hurt
1: his. I only have only rifle. have a combi rifle, yeah, an assault pistol. He's good at hunting little dudes, but he's not. He can't really brawl anymore. He
0: can kind of solve problems if you play against Steel Phalanx as well. It's really
1: mm-hmm. He's control. good at hunting myrmidons He's real good at hunting myrmidons
2: Give him like plus one damage BS stack or something. Just
1: give him a multi-barrel
2: or, or a Mark 12.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Mark twelve. Just go the other
0: way. <laughs> Just yeah. give
1: him a huge gun. Uh, and a DA close count open. If you had a DA close count open and a, and a, and maybe just like um, a multi-ref, I think you'd be fine. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, we, we combat did it, it doesn't
2: exist in Infinity. We don't use those. We don't use That's what? That's correct. There's never been melee in Infinity.
1: It, never once. Uh, Well, we did it. We, we finished. We completed another exciting edition of the listener mailbag, which was very cool. So thanks. Keep those guys coming uh, or those questions coming. I really enjoy this segment and I want to keep doing it. So go add some more questions next week to the mailbag so we can answer your questions and tell you what's on our mind about infinity. Um, no we had a little questions bit of,
2: sorry, stupid ones.
1: There's no stupid questions, just stupid yeah, podcasters are. that answer the battle. There's just us being stupid. Um, so uh, we have one more little thing to cover and that's just like a little bit more reinforcement news, which I think is cool. Uh, and this was something that slipped by me, but I, I realized this week is they've talked a little bit about the fact that the new um, reinforcements for Hack Islam will be attached and from QK, which I think is really cool. Uh, that's a cool way to kind of update old. Like we knew MRF was coming. Doing QK, I think, is super cool because they're another faction that we talked about where it's like you guys could use kind of a glow up. And I'm kind of unreasonably excited about that. I think it would be really cool if some of that stuff we talked about might come true, like Saladin, who is like a Navy guy and QK being the uh, naval deployed forces that protect the Silk Road. Uh, You know, I think that that kind of like inclusion or upgrade or whatever, I think would be super cool. So I don't know what we're going to see for those new units to get out to QK, but if that's the direction we're heading where we're taking a look at some of the older sectorials and stuff and adding some new units to them, I'd be pumped for that.
0: right, any pull at all? I would push for uh, Inspiring Leadership Saladin in QK. I don't even think it's good, but I think it'd be different. There'd be something else to do in there and it yeah. would make them different and it would stand apart from the other two because mm-hmm. the other two are already the do-everything factions. So yeah. give them give them something weird. Make it like you can't do this elsewhere in yeah. Haksim. I know yeah. Caledonian. Give,
1: yeah, like, like a Caledonian style thing, but for Hakaslam, I think that'd be cool too. Make them like the,
0: the, the very well-trained version. But only when he's here. You no can make him, like, there, 50 yeah. points. Like, do what you do with the other two.
1: Yeah, and get, and give him a spacesuit, man. Give him heavy armor. Like, sunsuit yeah. him up. You know what I mean? Like, give him, a new, give him a new stat line. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to see Saladin. Salad like, his, is like a battle armor. edition. Yeah, give him his battle armor. <laughs> I mean, I th- that that would be cool, as if those profiles were, like, the space guys. You know what I mean? Like, give them some space armor. Like, give them some big, heavy, like, patcher-style spacesuits. Would he keep Repeater?
0: Sure, fuck it. Why not? <laughs>
1: I mean, if he's heavy infantry, it doesn't matter, right? Literally, just (laughs) he's already hackable anyway, so who cares? It's so weird that he has repeater. Still (laughs) weirds me out. I don't know why he has it. So dumb. All right. Um, So then let's jump in and talk about our key, our keynote topic tonight, which is talking about social contract and infinity. Um, And I'm going to lead this and kick it off, but I'm going to hand it over to Owen afterwards, and he's going to tell an anecdote um, to talk about when. Social contract goes wrong, and then I'll bounce it over maybe to me or Dan to talk about when social contract goes right. And actually, maybe
2: oh, I, I have fucking I stories when it goes wrong too. Yeah, I, well, I don't, I, I don't want to believe that war machines. There's lots of stories. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's define Let the, what? about the time
0: I broke all my models in spite of my opponent.
1: <laughs> let's <laughs> that's right the, the wings thing that yeah. is a terrible story we're not talking on this podcast yes. <laughs> um so 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 talking about social contract what does that mean social contract is the agreement between two players to resolve the game right and to resolve it following the rules and so that uh the outcome is equally recognized as valid by both players that's what we talk when we're talking about social contract and it becomes more important the more unknowns there are in a game right so the more that a game relies on uh, information that only one player knows. So like, for instance, um, think of like party games like Werewolf. The social contract in Werewolf is some people know they're werewolves and some people don't. If you haven't played Werewolf, it's basically one of those games where someone starts off infected. Everybody closes their eyes, things happen. And over time, um, you discover who's a bad guy or a good guy or the bad guys win and take everything over. Because there's hidden information in that game, it's very, you can just lie. You can just lie or cheat or, not play by the rules and win, but then there is no longer a valid outcome. So everybody has to enter into the process of playing a game with a social contract that everyone's going to abide by the rules in order to complete it to a valid conclusion. That's what that means.
2: Well, it's not the best example though, because you're supposed to lie in werewolf.
1: Yep. <laughs> sure enough. But if you lie about being a werewolf, you know what I mean. Like if someone accuses you of being a werewolf and you lie about it, then that that outcome is no longer valid. So there's a whole like there's a whole element of infinity where there are things for are unknown things like hidden deployment things like um uh, open and closed information line of sight you have to be able to answer questions truthfully and honestly and you have to be able to, hold how, many on to your... <laughs> how, many
0: how many orders do you have left sorry how many orders do you have... Yeah. you have to be we able to answer what it is
1: for some reason and know what the game state is and you and your opponent are collaborating to reach the conclusion of the game and the more information you share with each other usually the more valid the end of the game is Right, and the more both players share that conclusion. Mm-hmm. And my experience with Infinity is the social contract is very strong, because you can't actually mechanically operate the game a lot of the time without asking a lot of questions. You can't perform movements right without knowing what can see what. So you're forced to talk to your opponent in a way that a lot of games don't. And on the flip side of that, because every I mean, arguably every game should have a social contract. There are games which do not have as clearly defined rules of like what is open and closed information and they're very two-dimensional so everything's kind of known from the game state and the players walk into the game with an assumption that both sides have an equal amount of knowledge about the other person's forces or rules or the game state and some games let's take an example a lot of games workshop games can have so much information that without communication and social contract it's very possible to not know what the correct way to proceed with the game is or what the correct interpretation of the rules are and even worse some games change their rules so often that what was true yesterday isn't true today and so that social contracting and communication becomes even more important so now i'm going to kick it over to owen and you're going to tell a story about social contracting gaming so let's not use any names not dox anybody on this um, but you can explain explain the circumstances and 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 why this came up and why this was in our heads.
0: There was a kickoff event for Warhammer Forty K's new edition. Um, it's a it's a funsies event because nobody knows anything. Like everyone's under the impression that Eldar are completely overpowered. No one knows what armies are good, what units are good. The rules are a little iffy. Like. How does charging work now if I'm going over terrain and like into a building and who has to get where and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about how the game's going to play. Uh, all the armies have been redone. Going to this event, we're, we're playing. We've made it to the third round. I, uh, I I won my first two rounds on the grounds that my opponents just didn't know how many guns the guard have these days. Um, and we go to play against, I go to play another fella and he has a stratagem that that has two aspects to it. One, well, one. Astrog- You're going to have
1: to say what a stratagem is. Remember, people don't play 40k. Yeah,
0: there's there's an ability that he can use uh, periodically throughout the game. There's a resource cost to it, but effectively what it does is increase the defensive nature of his army, either by reducing your ability to shoot them at all, or just impeding your ability to hit them when you do shoot them. And he, he, my opponent had this ability and he used it and I didn't know about it because obviously it's a new addition and we don't know what it is. And I had asked like, okay, what is that ability? And he describes the first part of it, uh, that if, if outside of a certain distance, that unit can't be targeted. And so I go, oh, well then that's not going to be relevant very soon. Cause we're obviously going to close the gap on each other. And he goes, yeah. And what what on my side is i have an ability where i can double the cost essentially of that that ability that he has and so i choose not to use it because it's it's not going to be relevant because it only reduces my ability to hit them at long range and i'm coming right into them. the following turn he uses that ability again and he then explains that also it makes him all minus one to hit reducing my accuracy of my units and i go oh well my guys don't hit very well already this is an incredible power boost and you could do it all the time. Like, but why didn't you say that? I would have doubled the cost last turn. So you couldn't do it and you wouldn't be alive right now. Oh, well, you know, like, I just thought you knew or something, but you got really squirrely about it and we wouldn't, we're unwilling to go back to let me have my ability in the past. And it, it tilted the outcome of the game, a squad that should have died, didn't die and in not dying killed two of my squads because guardsmen are made out of paper and like it was a it was a moment that had i played it with the full understanding as i had asked him for he wouldn't have been able to do it he likely would have lost the unit it's not guaranteed it's always a dice game but it soured the experience of that game which was otherwise a fine like good time playing because i had asked directly for the information and part of it was withheld to my detriment and his advantage and that that's what totally threw me off. Like it, it was like this is, I don't no longer care. Like,
1: so so cool. how how does that impede social contract? Right, like it, let, let's talk about that for a second because you both went into this and you described the event itself as we're all in this in our ignorance, right? We we are having uh, uh, this experience together so that we can wrap our brains around this. This is not going
0: to be a a hyper competitive tactical game we're learning there were were no prizes for winning there were just raffle tickets Like it was that kind of place it was we're all just figuring this out and so in the spirit of playing for fun wanting to know all of their rules that's where the ask was how can i play effectively i don't know what you have um and then them not saying it feels very much like i'm gonna hold this to my advantage i'm gonna betrayal of anything. that social contract like, yeah the the betrayal of it is we we both came to the table knowing that we didn't know what the other guy had and the assumption that you'd be honest and and not like lies of like not lying but like a lie but, of omission
1: yeah but and volunteering like everyone should be like in a, in, a, in a situation where you were all attempting to learn right you would be volunteering and collaborating to get the best possible outcome of accuracy in a game right it's why did you show up to this thing did you show up to win where there's no prizes for winning or did you show up to um to to to, you know play to the spirit of this event where we're trying to like learn
2: together it's kind of much worse than 40k too because there's zero hidden information yeah
0: like and the thing is is, is like if i didn't trust him i could open my phone go to his faction look at his special abilities and know exactly what they are but the assumption being that your opponent will just disclose all of the information when asked like
1: and that does almost make it worse right when everyone has access to the information freely and i think that maybe gets held as some kind of defense too like well you could have looked on your phone and it's like well but but i trusted you i asked you what it did you gave me half the information and then when i said it wasn't relevant you agreed with me when that i think definitely was going to become relevant well i was gonna say (laughs) that's the key to me as to why that was a breach of a social contract, as you said specifically, oh, okay, well that ability won't be relevant because I'll get closer. And he goes, it sure won't, dot dot dot, and then do, then makes a choice to not say the second half of what the ability does. And I mean, we are making some assumptions, so let's be careful here, oh, right? He might not, not have, he might not have. He might not have. Owen known, likes to
2: nod his head when he's, oh, it won't be relevant, right? <laughs> but he might he think, might yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. know
1: what the rule did. There, we we could make a case for his own ignorance, this player, and say he thought it only did the first thing, realized it did the second thing halfway through and then was caught with his pants down and felt weird about it and then didn't make a good choice afterwards. Right. Like it, I think it, it I, I, I don't want to bet with my own, with someone else's money. Right. Like what would I do in that situation? I would probably just be like, Oh, of course you can spend those CPs. Go for it, dude. Like, you're right. That's definitely what you should have done. And if I, if I'd realized that and told you then you definitely would have. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. I can't use that for less than two CPs now. Like great. Um, And so, yeah. And so if you make that decision, whether through ignorance or through, you know, like, I guess, maliciousness, then the consequence of that become what's your choice afterwards when you discover that it happened. And I would say the choice you made was probably not in the spirit of what was trying to be accomplished in that event.
0: Um, And I, 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 again, like as, as frustrated as I am in the spirit of the event was a new thing. I'm not going to be like, like, I come off as really bitter and annoyed by it. And I am to some degree because it's like, why? But at the same time, I would play him again. Like of course, with that, yeah. with this, With this one instance of an I- exception, whether through ignorance or whatever, a mistake was made and it had long-reaching effects on the outcome of the game. But again, I could have just missed all my shots anyway. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's the reality of the dice. In no yep. way did that decide 100%. Like, it was not a case of alive, not alive. Right. it
1: changed how you felt though i but think that's what we're outcome. talking about it yeah. changed about how you felt about the outcome because you no longer felt like you had ownership of the outcome because of that breach of social contract
0: i do have one other and it's one's infinity tied because this is a conversation that me and one of the guys in the local community have been having almost every time that we play in the same room and it's around hidden deployment in infinity and my unwillingness to ask for the picture of where a guy's model is if i'm suspicious because I, I'm not confident I have a good answer on how you resolve that. So you're playing Infinity, you've, you've, you've both deployed, they have secret deployed, you know that, or you suspect that they have secretly deployed models and you move in, in some way that, that you feel is not an expected. Like, why would, why would I do this other than, like, this is, this is not the efficient way to move models. And they reveal a guy who, who traps you in some way mechanically you go hey i would like to see the picture or the the mark of where it is that he's on on the board because it seems really unlikely the like the level of advantage that this just gave you because you didn't have the knowledge of the things that i had that would come and do this but i don't know i have never done it because the moment that you do and it's revealed that they're not actually there you've kind of crippled the ability to play infinity and that's why I'm like, I'd rather, like, fight it through than face that. You'd rather be at a disadvantage than
1: have to, like, just now just the have the game feel null yeah. and void. I've, I've now
0: crippled the ability for you and I to play this game. Like, that's that's what I facing. Because you caught him lying. Yeah. And they might not be. But I'm not willing to roll the dice on that. Right? Like, I'm not willing to go and say, yeah, can you show me the picture? Oh, yeah, of course. Here it is. No, like, I can cheat against Owen. You can definitely cheat it. <laughs> it won't make you win, but you can still cheat. No. But yeah, that's that's something that is just Infinity related and it's a personal thing that I've been like. And and there's the other guy who has been in the situation where he did ask the person to show and they lied and it crippled <clears throat> their ability to play the game to the point where that other person who lied about it no longer plays in the community. So like... Right. This is this is a thing that like you're gonna ruin your ability to interact with people if you do it. I, I don't think you actually told the story that motivated this whole conversation. But well,
1: like, I was gonna get to that afterwards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay I was gonna get to that enough. afterwards. Where, why this came up and why it was on our minds. Um. And it's just it's because it's like hot internet drama. I didn't want to spend most of the time talking about it, but we're just trying to define like what does it look like when it's followed, what does it look like when it's not. Um. But we can we can talk about that. Yeah. And and, and I the the interesting thing is. That this comes down to like when it goes super far awry, um, it it becomes malicious. And I think that actually infinity self-selects people like the one we're about to talk about out. I don't think they can exist in infinity and actually play. Um, because I think that thing we talked about earlier where the player skill you can't you can't mechanically advantage yourself to the point where player skills are relevant, I think, in infinity. Um, but you can in more two-dimensional games i think like warmer 40,000, and that happened in an early tournament in the uk um where a uh, mechanically advantageous list which is no longer even a possibility of playing in warmer 40,000, um had uh basically the ability to almost completely i think you can say RV. weighted dice <laughs> but, and well, no. gonna get so it. so go but going it was it was dependent upon going first And so a player was caught with weighted dice to to basically guarantee them having the first turn. And and that was in the third turn after they gotten to go first every game. Someone suspected that they were rolling strangely different dice from their giant dice pool for the first turn all the time. Uh, And then went, did like a salt bath to prove that it it was a weighted dice. And during this whole thing, the player in question decided to try and flush their dice down the toilet. <laughs> and they wouldn't go because they were weighted with lead and they wouldn't actually go down the toilet. <laughs> and so now those dice are enshrined in Element Games in the UK. You can go see them if you want. They're in a picture frame in a shadow box with a picture of them at the bottom of the Element Games toilet. <laughs> somebody found when they went there to take a piss out of this guy fled the scene of his own crime. Um, and that is like the very... And this is not to bag on Warhammer 40,000. This is not to bag on, on those players. But what it is, is the less relevant, the social, the, the less you need to communicate with your opponent in a game, the more two-dimensional and sort of mechanically driven it is, and that the player outcome isn't isn't um, requiring you to ask each other's questions and having that held that close held hidden information. I think the more open to these types of situations it is. Because that player could have, if they weren't called out, won all their games, you know, through that mechanical advantage, and having never actually, having never actually fairly performed the game, still come to a conclusion that I guess would never have felt satisfaction to anybody else.
0: So, How many times would you have to watch somebody roll dice before you started to go into the those are weighted dice?
1: I think all it needs to be is they've got three different colored dice, and they always use those for very specific rolls,
0: and you get suspicious. I mean, you personally,
1: like, like me you're personally, at
0: you're at an event you're playing you're, you're playing a guy now this is the first time that you've played him and he's like yeah i got my little dice collection here or most people like i don't even usually cohere like i'm not even coherent enough to pay attention to what dice someone's rolling and they just roll and they they get lucky and they get lucky yeah. and they get lucky but like i've played people in Infinity amon exists that cheating bitch with his weighted dice. Like
1: I dice. denies off the community. You could you could you
0: could back yeah, I can beat me to him after you can he, dunk on a after he one, dices yeah. me into the grave because yeah. I'm obviously a better player and have only ever lost because of dice. He definitely never outplayed me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Owen's mask is slipping off, and you can see the lizard underneath. He's eating mice right now.
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah, like I, I can't actually imagine a situation where where I'd be playing someone and the decision that I'd come to is that person had weighted dice, like it would
1: know. need to be very specific,
0: yeah, I mean, and slightly egregious, I don't It, it there not have matter. to be Does... something going on already there'd have to be some person who I was already on edge with because they had mm. done some kind of stuff in the past and like yeah, well, that, that so, it's already
1: slippery the The, the feeling right? that you have some type of collaboration with this person is already gone for some reason
0: like in the past they they showed up and then it turns out they were like 20 points over or something like yeah 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 little, something little something else or like they scooped a dice really fast and they're like oh i was a seven or a four or whatever oh we and can start like... talking about war machine but we don't need to <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure you have to we have 50 more stories but i what i want to get to now because i don't want i don't want to bag on i want to harp on talking about other game systems and players because that's not that's not relevant to the situation it's not what we're doing here we're just talking about why collaborating to the conclusion of your game i think is so important I want each of us to share three tips to reinforce the social contract. And if you've ever been to one of my events, I will every single time, um, I start running an event, give a bunch of like advice to the players. I do like a big, big, everybody come stand around here and we're going to talk about what we're going to do today. Um, and they are all about social contract. Uh, and the first one is whenever you don't know something, put your, before you spend any orders, if you don't know something put your finger on the table and say, what can see this point? And everybody should feel free and safe and comfortable to be able to ask that question. What do I know about that can see this point? And that that communication should be free and open and it should always be accurate. Because if you ask that question, you get a response. Then from then on that person, if if they make a mistake, they've abdicated that there's no going back. They have to tell you that open information. Um, The second thing is, To always freely explain what things do when asked from your open information. If someone doesn't know what a skill does, right? And you should collaborate on that. If someone doesn't know what a a combination of skills can result in, to freely and openly share that information. And the third one is call each other by name, shake hands, introduce yourself, and talk to each other by name. Because it is far harder to go into a situation where you don't feel good uh or able to communicate if you actually know the person across from you name um and you've done some like basic like social interaction before the the game starts and those are my three things they're I very it's simple also
0: commenting that a lot of this is tied to playing people who you don't know well yes exactly
1: you're playing is, strangers
0: yeah it is not the like your buddy jim who you play every week for fun games on on tuesday nights yeah this is the i'm going to an event and i have not interacted with these people
1: that exactly
0: is, that is a lot of this yeah because if and that prefaces cheating, this, then yeah. what are you doing
1: man well because like you <laughs> and i don't need a social contract like and people right. used to call co- it's funny because i think we got really comfortable in the hundreds of infinity games that we played uh on camera when people would be like why are you showing each other your open information and it's like because well, we both know what we have we've played hundreds of games of infinity against each other we both know how this is going to go and what's in this army list and we're both it like completely familiar with each other's armies so yeah. And you're right. We probably shouldn't do that. We probably should hold that information back and play by the love of the rules, but like you, you and I don't need a social contract because we already know each other. We've already played a million games against each other. And I think you're absolutely right. That's a great, that's a great thing to point out is that the fact that you are, that this is even more important when it's with strangers. Um, and, and it's it's why those tournaments always start with that kind of a conversation, right? Because you're going to go into three to five games against people you probably don't know. Unless you're you, me, and Dan, and we end up playing each other in every event that we ever planned together. Because <laughs> that just seems to be the, that's the, the law of universal attraction, is the cream rises to the top. Or sinks to the bottom. Depending did, you just, did
2: you just call me creamy?
1: No, I'm, yes. it's a fucking... Dude, oh my god, Dan. How, you're so weird. I'm not weird. It's a Randy Savage line, you idiot. Look it
0: up. Dan can't read. Don't be mean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, know was homeschooled. You know he can't read. <laughs>
2: he's 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 learning it through
1: braille he has a braille he learns through attrition (laughs) attrition. against other people and he learns it's like training a horse you have to break (laughs) him in (laughs) all right so those are my three um i know each of you has very specific um i think you come up with a hidden deployment one owen is actually a really interesting example but each of you has really specific things that i I, i've seen you guys do playing games with people that i think are good elements that Do, do you want to talk about them why don't you go first Owen?
2: you've never seen me play games have you go ahead dan you go first wait did you watch many wargaming things online is that what you're talking about i didn't even know they existed until i showed up there (laughs) i I had no idea
1: they existed i didn't know who you were (laughs) until owen talked about you he kept saying dan dan and i chugged dan and i chugged chocolate milk on camera and i'm like who
2: did wait did we i can't remember this there was some I mean, video like that to. That was to an intro guys... to a game because yeah, by the,
0: the, by just the just end of our careers milk. there, we played we were 20 times. really off the rails. Yeah,
1: well, you guys just didn't care anymore. It's <laughs> so the intro is just sixty seconds of you chugging chocolate milk together. Uh,
2: yeah. good times. Um, we got really meta. Uh, it was like an art piece. It was like an installation at the end. I was also naked. Um,
1: the camera can only really see the top half. <laughs> if that behind the camera thanks yeah that's right
2: (laughs) okay sorry my tips that i'm going to share with you sure uh, i would say um have the attitude that you are doing everything to try to help your opponent win and you're not doing him any favors but it's kind of like if they're like if you, if they're obviously mistaken about something and like talk about it out loud and be like, okay, cause that guy can't do that. So I'm like, you're like, actually, like, I can't do that. And if you do that, you're probably gonna die.
1: Mm.
2: And if you're not an idiot, you will realize that. And so how I like to put it is I'm gonna assume that you're not an idiot and that you're not just like brain dead. And that if you have a logical bone in your body, which you do, and you put two and two together, you will know this is a horrible decision. And so yeah. you would not do it. And it's kind of like, and it's not like you're like saying, oh no, no, that's a bad decision. You shouldn't do that. But if they're like coming and hawing and stuff or whatever, you're like, well, this person does this. Or you just kind of just remind them out with some the information. Things, yeah. yeah I mean, or even like,
1: doing I, like the um uh, you know what, you know what's a really good example of that, Dan, actually, because this is a really good thing you're pointing out. Doing like the mod count for people, right? Where they're like, hmm, I don't know, should I shoot this guy? And it's like, well. I think you've got, you've got a combi rifle, right? Yeah, I got a combo rifle. Okay, well, that looks like 24 inches probably. So remember, I've got mimetism, I'm suppressing, and I'm in cover. So I think we're over your BS at that point. You might not want to try that. You know what I mean? Like just reminding them of the game state and collaborating through, not through decisions, but just like what is
0: the current state of play? There's a hacker in this building, Dan. There's a hacker in this building, Dan. Yeah. I'm going to move next to this building. <laughs> I'm going to carbonate you. How do I always get caught by this?
1: <laughs> He's like Lucy with the football. Just like every What's single
2: What's that time. model back there? He's a hacker. Okay, I'm going to move up. Uh, Fuck, I got <laughs> caught again. That, that happened in the last tournament. I, I will solve this other. problem
1: by pushing my face through
0: it i wouldn't have wasted my time doing that i don't know how else to tell you other than to just play your game for you
2: should i roll your dice at this point what are we doing here (laughs) i'll just sit down and twiddle my thumbs yeah no but like and it's so important whatever game you're playing because it's the attitude is it's like okay do i want to win against this person because they're bad at the game or big or do i want to win against this person because i'm good at the game Right? I think and... even worse than that Dan is sometimes if
1: if you don't collaborate with your opponent to resolve the turn, you end up in illegal game states you have to walk back. And that sometimes, screws yeah. both
2: players. But just it's just it's just little things where it's just kind of I mean you're playing in a tournament, if they're like overeager and fast about things, you're like okay and they're like rolling dice and you're like well You've rolled the dice now, so there's only so much we can go back on. <laughs> in fact, we can't go back on it because you rolled the dice. But if like dice have not been rolling rolled, rolling. Uh I told you I can't read or speak. Uh it just Yeah, it's just it's just way better to give someone advice and help them out. And then if that in the end it makes you lose, then if someone who knew more about the game was playing, then you would have lost to them anyways. And it's, it's you lost because of you, not because of them. Ultimately, even though you helped them win, I don't. I don't know how to explain it better. I don't think. Kinda... I don't
1: think it is helping them win. I think it's just being really clear about what's happening, right? Like, and uh-huh. and to me, that's more important. I feel more satisfaction from a game when everything was in the open. Everybody knew what choices they could make, and then everybody made informed choices. Because then the winners very like, it's very it's it feels very what's the word um not appropriate but like it feels like the correct resolution of the game and both sides enjoy the process hopefully you know what i mean if it's done in a collaborative fashion as opposed to being adversarial Mm -hmm. like it's weird to say that you're adversary and you are collaborating but you are to resolve a game like infinity because you have to be able to talk to each other
2: Yeah, I found that after playing Infinity and going back to other games, like I played some games of 40k, it was like I was so much more open about asking information from my opponent where I never used to. Of like, wait, mm. what weapons do these guys have? Do they have anything that has like above strength, whatever? Or is there this? And it just kind of. And usually people are pretty open to answer and it's and it's like a very positive experience when you're kind of collaborating to play the game together instead of. At each other's throats to yeah. play the game together. You know what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where the point isn't to gotcha somebody, right? The point isn't to like punish people for what they don't know or their ignorance.
2: Yeah, there was there was one moment in that forty k tournament where he like deploys all of his guys out in the open, and I was like, oh okay, he's just hoping to go first. And then after we deploy, he's like, I get to redeploy for you guys, and I'm like, oh well, if I had known that, I probably could have deployed a little bit better. But what mm-hmm. are you gonna do? So it was a bit yeah. of a gotcha. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have changed that much in the end of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange how it's strange how some games seem to rely on this idea of like a wombo or a combo or a gotcha of like of like um, stacked abilities or something like that to get to the result. Like that was a very war machine thing. Like go for the caster kill because I combo this, this and this. And then all of a sudden you're dead. That's like one to three dead and the game's over. And like, how does one side feel versus that for the other person? mental gymnastics
0: of a gareth from retribution assassination run are a nightmare <laughs> it's it's exactly what you're describing to 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 the, the end there right. might be more because i not playing after that point but
1: yeah <laughs> what about you on what's your advice for for reinforcing the social contract what can you do as a player to 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 make that collaboration have like a good result for the game and what do you think it does for infinity
0: get comfortable calling a judge everyone's always so upset they're like oh, we don't need a judge we can sort this out ourselves and it's like "Nah, man just get a third party get another guy to walk over who doesn't have a stake in the game and can sit there and say like hey here's the problem we're at what can we do i think you guys should do this perfect no that's not how that works okay
1: i, I will say that that is i've had the i've had more judge like friendly to judge interactions at infinity tournaments than any other tournament i've run and they're never, they're never, ever adversarial. They're just judge, usually like, we can't figure this out.
0: Or or even if they are adversarial and like, I don't know if we have line of fire here or they have line of fire here, the judge will just be like, nah, you don't. <laughs> like, sure. here's, Or yes, here's our, you do. Yeah, yeah, Or yes, you do. And you both have to just deal with the outcome that has been set up in that situation. And like, it, it solves it. If you can't come to an understanding between the two of you, just call a judge, Like, you're not being mean to your opponent by saying, I want a third party to make the decision here. Like,
1: yeah, we can't come to resolution. You think that
0: I get that. Um, here, like, get the judge over, or like, uh, like an infinity example would be you go to like land a drop trooper and you you mess up a bit where they haven't rolled the dice to see if they arrive there, and you reveal a model from camo to shoot them you're just like oh shoot a model's landing i'm gonna pop out and shoot you and then he fails so he's not there so you can't declare the arrow with that model you go back into camo or not and it's like not obvious right off the bat whether you do or don't and so like things like that you get a judge
2: mm,
1: yeah how do you game how season. do you walk the game state back or whatever
0: and they can walk you through that or help you out. or if if nothing else they can try and find a way that'll be fair for both players involved like that's that, that'd be my first part and the other one is like And this is for me and this is different than dan's perspective i don't like telling my opponent how to play their turn but i do like telling my opponent everything i have Mm -hmm. like like i'm not going to gotcha per se but i'm going to put down five camel markers so like you don't know what they are you whatever if it's the wrong one you might die but you know there's something there and i'll tell you like yeah it could be nothing a mine a dude with a shotgun A sunduck (laughs) bar, Like it could be any of these four things. Like it could be one of them. And you could walk around that corner and you can get shot by this thing that'll kill you. And I'll also do things like, like someone will place a template and it'll be, what was your intent with that template? Like just to be precise, because I may or may not be lining something up depending on what you do here. And then I won't necessarily say like, what would be the thing to stop me? Unless it was, hey, this camel marker can still see you. Do you want it there? Oh no, let me move it a little bit. Yeah, it's fine no worries
1: what do you that think about of- so, so you're talking about sharing like being very like very open and explicit with sharing information how do you feel about um at the beginning of the game they ask you what your faction is how do you feel about that question like have you ever played against this faction before because i've seen you do that where you're like hey i'm playing assassins and they're like oh cool awesome i'm playing the nomads oh and you go okay have you ever played against assassins before like do we do you need me to go over any of the stuff that i my faction can do
0: because you know i mean do and things it's, that you might not be familiar exa- with
1: exactly yeah 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 and i've seen you do that and i think you do it reflexively because you play assassins and because they do some things that are very specific to them that other factions can't
0: do and and when, and when i win i want you to have played at yes. your best knowing exactly what you could have done yes. and failed to do yeah, like yeah, you had all but, of the tools, and you chose to make different decisions, and okay. that's okay. Fine. Okay,
1: okay. Your mouth slipping off again. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get. It. I, I want to defeat you so utterly that you had all that. Just stop. Stop. No, I, I, stop just, I, don't want
0: to win a game where my opponent <laughs> lost not because I did something good, but because they screwed up. Okay. Like you just yeah, that's you that's sound a, like you sound like Vegeta there for about. a
1: second. That's all I want to say. Like, to like I Vegeta want my opponent
0: words. if they're gonna do something that is like on the face of it on like. I'm playing Ariadna, I'm playing a faction that has access to Margo, and I don't tell my opponent to face the board edge, is is such a betrayal, in my opinion, like, haha, I got you with the supermodel that is completely yeah, like off Zandt the rails that you, Margot. No, yeah, Margo and Margo and Duroc specifically, like, yeah. Van Zandt's pretty bad, but Van Zandt's just a dude at the end of the day. He's another De- Marco. And- yeah, Marco and Jarrac are going to come in and could just kill everything. Like they have the tools and the stats to do that job. And if you play against somebody and you're like, "Yeah, I'm playing Cosmoflot." Have you ever played against Cosmoflot? No, I haven't. Oh, cool. Good luck. like yeah (laughs) and they lay out their little link team and they're like watch again and he's got his hmg and his tr bots over on the building up there and it's like okay cool my first order margo walks in from the back with thurrock i spec fire a grenade i killed two guys in the link like oh oh i'm just dead now
1: yeah. Well, I think Sweet. what I'm saying is I think what I'm saying is that you will get so so there's there's benefits to that though too, right? By by going over those like features things in the beginning and making sure they understand like certain rules interactions that are maybe uncommon that you can do and that your faction has access to. You're not telling them your armulus, you're not telling them what you have, but you're making sure that their future communication is better too, though. Right. That when you ask them a question, they are not on edge or feel like they don't know something and you get a better game out of it. I don't think it's just did they have all the tools to beat you? And if you win, you feel more satisfaction from it and you don't feel like you betrayed their trust. Like it's also like there, you will have a better overall experience of the game when everybody knows the possibilities, right? And the implications of those possibilities.
0: There's been a lot of events where I don't bring a courtesy list. I only bring my actual list and just show them that. Like yeah, cool. Here's my lieutenant. If you get him, it's because I didn't defend him
1: i couldn't i forgot to print this other one yeah. so
2: here's just everything he didn't yeah. forget he's way too lazy
0: or the only time i usually print them is if there's like a joke involved like yeah it's like the all time but to have and i'm like here's my list and it's just like 15 <laughs> like not like there's just nothing there there's, there's nothing one guy, except, like,
1: for, except for three dog vases yeah.
0: <laughs> there's three dog vases and uh the colonel sitting in a room and three antipode controllers <laughs> and yeah and then and then here's my wall of 40 mil tokens.
1: Yeah. It's Veronin, three antipode controllers, and three dog faces. And that's the whole
0: list. That list is
2: a nightmare to play
1: against. Yeah, you never play this 10 rider list, man. It's it can get deeper and darker, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Not in this edition. No, it can be a lot. Um yeah, I think that's I I wanted to point that out though, because I've seen you do that at the beginning of the game, and I think that's a really powerful tool where you do like uh, hey, have you played against this faction before? And like, it doesn't need to be every time. Like they might just be like, oh yeah, I play Assassin's and It's like, okay, cool. And then you just move on, right? Like, but offering that up at the beginning, it's like almost like an olive branch to like a good game, it, I find.
0: It has a, a thing that has added to my like repertoire for that is, do you know what a sunduck butt is? Uh, I've, <laughs> I've started saying that in events and in games that I play because they are so oppressive in, in some instances
1: they that can, it's to they the point can, where, yeah. Like,
0: you can't even can. not result in NPs. That. Like they've just they just ruined your game. Yeah,
1: you can have a real negative play experience if you don't know what yeah. one does. I, it's kind. Of, I, honestly, it's kind of like a. But there's, there's always been models that you ask questions like that about. Like, do you know what a fide does? Do you know what a, a specular Killer can do? Do you know? Oh, yeah. what yeah, I'm saying he's added is? to the list because <laughs>
0: yeah. there he there were others on that list like fides and margos and things like that who are like these standout pieces with an interesting combination of skills that makes them like outside the norm of i'm gonna walk around the corner and shoot you you're anti-gotching
1: though you know what i mean like that's it's 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 actually like you are removing the possibility of a gotcha which i think is a very like that that creates a better overall play experience because it's not really a gotcha it's just it it it's a it's a thing your army has as a feature that can happen (laughs)
2: Again. Okay. and it's like I have a weird way of putting it, but at, that for me is very much helping your opponent win, or helping your opponent have the opportunity to win, or, uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, so there here's an example. I was playing an Age of Sigmar a little tournament. It was like back when like the second edition first came out, and I had a big old three D printed uh, uh dinosaur for my Seraphon, and it was just like like a dreadsaurian, and it looked amazing, and I was super proud of it, so I wanted to bring it on the table. So I'm playing this game. And, uh, it's kind of going my way and, um, he's obviously going to lose. And at the end of the game, he like takes up, cause it's like, I was clearly new to the new rules and he like grabs all the special objectives, things that you can do. He's like, okay, well you'd actually, the only possible thing is for you to do this. And so, yeah, if you ran over here and then, okay, yeah. So you get this many points and it's like, if I was left to my own devices, I would have not gotten as many points. And it was like such a positive play experience because it was, he assumed I wasn't an idiot.
1: Mm, you know what I mean? yeah.
2: And I've had that feeling of if I had done the research or if I had played more, I obviously would have made that choice because it was an obvious one. It was, you get points by doing this, not by doing this. And so he helped me make that decision and his, his goal was to win. But the bigger goal was to make sure that we were both playing the same game.
1: Right. Yeah, that you right. both, and, and, he, and he made the assumption that you would do the optimal choice in order to resolve the, the situation.
2: Right. That makes sense so, why when we play games,
0: you always say like, assume I'm not an idiot. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an and I what you meant by that. I'm, I'm a quantifiable person, Dan. I and I didn't until you've explained it instead. right now, I actually did not comprehend what the fuck you were talking about. Oh, really? I have never understood what you've meant when you've said like, assume I'm not an idiot. And I always just wrote that off as like, ah, that's funny like i never like i never internalized it as like oh he's saying like allow him to take this because it would have been the right play yeah whereas my brain is just looking at it like play better <laughs> like what, you need I, love notes, that we, I love yeah, that I go... love in every
1: possible conceivable way, the three of us approach everything from such a different mental place. It's so incredible. I don't know how
0: we could the three of
1: us be more different and still be like friends and talking about the same game. This has
0: Come up between Dan. And... Oh, I'm. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like it has. Maybe into the. The, the dozens to hundreds of times yeah. he has said that to me and i've never comprehended it until he's described it right <laughs> that's
1: now that's part is you just nodded your head like you did and let him think did you understand? no i just <laughs> laughed
0: <laughs> i
2: just laughed it off i'm like yeah don't be uh, idiot,
1: good then. old dan saying stuff Back i just like, kill him.
2: i just bull- i bullied my way to get in my way so it was like, it all worked out always so it was effective but it's yep. funny that you never <laughs> included it. it makes sense because i was like you're not quite i got the result i'm really blazing over
1: when i say
0: this. "But <laughs> when, when you when you fought for it and we're like look like let me take this back because obviously this isn't the play that i would have done had i known that and i'm like yeah all right sure but it, but whenever you would say like <laughs> assume i'm not an idiot that just got written off in my brain Like was, i'm not gonna make that assumption. i guess that's dan's
1: catchphrase
0: <laughs> i don't think i'm that charitable <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god wow oh <laughs> this has been this has
0: been so revealing
1: i'm so excited about this episode um so i think the last thing i would add is uh infinity is a game where mental fortitude uh, i think mental fortitude mental endurance um is really important. And that means like the ability to have bad things happen and come up with a plan and a plan and a plan to eventually get to your positive resolution, right? Um, I would say that a positive social contract and what you just said, Dan, about that positive play experience, that is the thing that prevents tilt. That is the thing that prevents negative play experiences where you feel bad about the outcome because you don't know why what happened happened or you feel like the game is against you and the rules are against you and you don't feel like you have any I think like um, franchise and you know, like the choices you're making and the better you are communicating with your opponent to resolve the game in a way that is truthful. Um, I think the better the game is. And you guys, I'm not going to say the line from Invictus this time around because uh, we all know the the saying about rugby and, and soccer. Um, it has
2: it but... something to do with being creamy again? <laughs>
1: it's not. No, it just um, it, <laughs> I'm not going to mad damn it. I'm not going to do it this time. Cause I'll just say that I say it every single time. But it is is it it is very true that I think Infinity can't exist without a positive social contract because it is far it is far less two-dimensional than some games, right? You can silently play chess against each other without ever speaking. Two people that don't even like play, play the same language can sit across from each other and play a game of chess. It is the most two-dimensional game ever. Um, I think other games are like that too, where you can, because everything's on the open and on the outside, everyone's supposed to know everything, you could just resolve the game with gestures and never have to talk you cannot play a game of infinity without talking to each other. And I think it's very important that you do.
2: And I think, I think there are a lot of people that might be one of the flaws of infinity is that there's not enough people that do a self there's too many people like, like, like war machine where you can play gotchas. And if that becomes the norm, then people just stop playing. And I think a lot more people would play infinity if they realized that there was this implied social contract then most people play with it because people like Owen, when he's like selling infinity to me, he's like, you could do this and you can do this crazy thing and you can just pop people out of nowhere and blow up a whole fire team. And you can have like a guy that's a smiley face. that just sit there and look at them. They can't do anything about it because they can't roll well enough. Cause it's stupid. And it's like, Oh, it's an hand, The game doesn't rely on it. And it can be good with or without those things. And they're not gotchas. And I'm like, I don't understand how that works. I can't comprehend how that would You have
1: to experience it. You literally but, have to experience it by but playing it.
2: If if Owen is selling it and he's enjoying the game, after saying all that, there must be something to it. And so I, I took the trust, and then Ash gave me three models, and then I was like, OK, I'll play <laughs> <laughs> and, here, and here we are. Here we are 31 and we episodes are. later. And, and, I, and I get it now. Like, I, I totally get what he was saying of, of like, there's all these gimmicks in Infinity. They're not they're not as they're not gimmicks as you would think in other games, which is so mm-hmm. cool.
1: I literally well, I remember that conversation because it was in my backyard. It was the three of us sitting around my 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 fire pit in my backyard trying to sell you on Infinity. And I I vividly remember that conversation.
2: Well, he's told me like twenty times and I just chose to ignore him. Kind of yeah, like fair I was he was ignoring me. So I mean yeah. <laughs> I just assumed he was an idiot
1: he kept saying treat me like i'm not an idiot and then i my brain just turned off when he said that
0: um i don't even know what that means and then all i heard
1: after that was just meow 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 oh
0: the idiot is saying something again
1: i better switch back on um
0: what do you want to take your take back. everyone today take your take back um is that what you want to just want your take back sure idiot
1: Oh man, and that's and that's why infinity you play board games. Too, yeah. Is great. Don't play board games. Don't play board games. <laughs> <laughs> they're for, they're for serial killers. Um, yes. And so I I I would agree with you though, Dan. I think that it it is a self selection thing in infinity, where because you cannot, it you can't do that way to dice trick in infinity. It won't work. It just literally won't work. Like you I've, you I've cannot win a game. So
2: many people that are like. You should try infinity, and they're like, uh no, because of this. And you're like, that just doesn't exist in the game. It seems like it would,
1: yeah, but it does. It, it literally doesn't. It's it's a perception thing. People have to get over that that perceived perception. And like, like literally, like weighted dice won't work at infinity because what would you weight them to? Your target number is always changing, and if you make it roll a one, every other possible dice roll is going to
0: beat what you want to roll. I, I would right? rate it to a seventeen. It- <laughs> I'd like a twelve. You no, can wait for something cause... for armor rolls. If you waited for yeah. armor rolls. Yeah, that's, that's it. You it. just wait that's for it. armor.
1: You are waiting for armor rolls. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have one <laughs> dice that's a normal dice, and the other Jesus dice Christ. is he's, always a pack. about this. I haven't thought about this. Okay. <laughs> of course, <laughs> this. You've is why, like, when I talked about like what would I be watching for if I was watching for a dice roll, it's a skew to armor. It's not a skew to killing. It's a skew to you surviving my attacks. Okay. Like if 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 you're really the guy who's worried about everyone around you cheating, I would say. As someone who has thought about it, um oh god that watch for the watch for the armor save because watch for the dice, it's always a that's, seventeen. That's, that's the, the one dice to watch that's for. the one I because like twenty is too Christ. obvious. 20 is too obvious. You won't do 20. So you're gonna do like 17. Because oh, you have fail such,
1: You have such conspiracy theory
0: energy right now. This Dude, is you incredible. don't even need 17, you need like a 14 or a 15. No, no, no. Snipers will kill you. So you need 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I told you I thought about this. See, I like I know. 12, of course you have yeah. no, Of, of course, 12. of course,
1: of the three of us, this is hundred yeah. look, look, BS12. You're Rorschach. You're you know that? Three. Like in this group, you are definitely Rorschach. <laughs> you're just not seeing it, man. <laughs> you're Rorschach. I'm the uh this is, is like, D- is with whatever, is whatever. I'm gonna I,
0: I also opened this conversation where <laughs> I like I movement. wouldn't I wouldn't know how I would interact with that person, right? yeah 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 because like i can talk about this and i can suspect it and i can talk about how like you could lie about your hidden deployment for advantage and you could lie about what what that guy actually was or you can play proxy games and like these are the way or like you can lie about order counts like these are things that you can do in infinity that are are very easy because the game isn't like really heavily monitored in a way that you would need to do it to make it that these couldn't be done um but the price is, it's like, you have to assume your opponent is not trying to pull one over on you beyond yeah. just the mechanical game that exists already. Because if they're doing something outside of it, there's unfortunately not a lot that you can do to catch it. And, like, you're going to you're gonna put that in your own head. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's I, true. I, I take the L, and then eventually beat them by just skewing. <laughs> That's the trick. It's like, oh, yeah, he it, keeps he keeps using these infiltrated models, and he he always reveals them. Well, then mm-hmm. I brought a sensor bot, and I clicked sensor here, and then I put something really valuable there, and yeah. then when he revealed it, I went, "Got it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. He hidden deployed something at a place I already censored. Yeah, that
0: shouldn't have been there. Nope. He goes to your deployment zone. Sorry.
1: You're. That's a funny thing. I would. Yeah. That's imagine you like left counters places you'd censored every time you censored. That's a mm-hmm. level of paranoia I've never seen in Infinity before.
0: Well, it's, this is a, this is a, you don't solve that in a game. This yeah. is a like, I've been playing games with this person or this person shows up at the events that I play at and I have a suspicion. So when I'm going to play problem, against yeah. this person, I'm going to take this to an extreme that isn't really like, like I'm going to look strange for making the decisions that I'm making and like doing the things that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. you're now the weirdo.
0: Yeah. And it's fine. And then, if nothing happens, then nothing happens, and we play a game, and it's fun. And if something does happen, I am justified.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to the people who are listening that may have cheated in the past. Um, speaking to himself, because I I used to be that player a bit. There were some times where it was just like I really wanted something to go through, and whether it was likely or unlikely, it didn't really matter. And it was just either my opponent wasn't fully paying attention and it was just, it was just a little tiny nudge or a little tiny pick up the dice quicker than in kind of a being catch. you know, basically you cheat to get an outcome. That wasn't the dice outcome that was actually there. Wow. And, and it was, it, uh, I forget who said it, but there was a psychologist who was talking with people and he said, I don't know of anyone who's ever gotten away with anything ever. And you're like, well, people steal things and get away with it all the time. But then you kind of think about it and you're like, well, if you sacrifice your integrity, you suffer. And, and I've, and I haven't done that in a long time. Like it's been many years, but it's, it's kind of when I made that decision to like, never do that again. It was one of those kind of, it's not worth my integrity to cheat at a miniature war game. Mm. Right? It's not worth Yeah,
1: the the balance of feeling character.
2: good about the temporary
1: win doesn't outweigh the feeling shitty about what you did. I saved that for my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put that on the internet, man. Jesus Christ, Owen. We're going to get on so many lists. Yeah, going to. Sorry. So if someone I'm gonna get on all list you're on. I don't want to be on your lists.
2: So basically, if someone, if you suspect someone is cheating against you, they're only hurting themselves. Like they're not gaining anything out of it. And uh, and if you're tempted to cheat, and I'm still, and it's funny because to this day I am still tempted to cheat all the time. I'm gonna really say I don't think anyone is
0: not tempted and the degree is just how loud that voice is
1: mm, right it's a good point I mean, yeah. Like, yeah it's, that, it's like, that wishing it was different even like does even, this, take you
0: to it? even cheating that isn't like blatant like like stealing a quarter inch movement right like we're like you know what you're doing you may not like really be conscious of like oh i just need to get there but it might be like uh i put the measuring stick down and i'm like moving a little bit with it and i'm not mm-hmm. really coherent that i'm doing that until my yeah. opponent's like Whoa, that well, that was a fun. lot of six inches. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like little things like that. I think are are always bubbling under the surface. And you just have to rise above. And
2: luckily win, it's not because you're common. better, not because you're cheating. But there's there's definitely a type of person, and they usually get exiled from their gaming group pretty quickly, but they just kind of make it a habit and then they delude themselves into thinking that they're justified in doing it. And it's just they don't even they're not even consciously cheating. They're just I mean they are, but like it's just routine and they feel justified in it and that those yeah. are the dangerous ones but they usually get kicked out of the community pretty quick whether whatever game it is yeah that's a yeah the community yeah but but there's this like there's the subtle things and they're just when you're tempted just just don't do it it's worth it's worth losing way more than than sacrificing any kind of integrity you got and that's that's just my thoughts also mm. slow down is always a good advice too if things are going yeah. bad just slow down
0: Never in a hurry. It's lots of time. Don't, don't steal those inches. Don't get- Resolve it like, right. Like roll the dice and let it sit. Roll the, don't just be like, okay, I gotta go here and I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. You might not be cheating, but you're starting to make mistakes.
1: Yeah. Let me see what you're doing while you're doing it. We can't collaborate if I don't know what's going on. Hey
0: buddy, I really like that you're rolling those dice behind that giant building. So I can't see the outcome and you pick them up before <laughs> we're done. Um, I can see actually though cuz I'm 64 and I can see over the terrain. And that <laughs> was the towering skill. <laughs> that was definitely not a 5 and I'm going to get the judge to sit at our table for the rest of the game now. Look Oregon at what 40. you've done.
2: <laughs>
1: the city screams. This is I why
2: say, we can't have
0: nice things. No. <laughs> my models based to base with this objective. Uh okay, my turn. Uh, Judge, that guy's model's not base-to-base. Are you serious? Smash, now I'm base-to-base.
1: <laughs> oh, the wings, that's right. Yeah, you broke yeah. the wings off your own model so that it would sit flush.
0: Yeah, because the declaration wasn't good enough, and the current state of the game meant that it technically wasn't, and the Judge is like, my hands are tied. And I'm like, that's fine. And I just broke it and moved him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was the whole time. <laughs> Sorry that the, the miniature's design prevented me from doing that. Because because
1: we're playing a game where miniatures don't matter anymore. We're just playing with pogs. Correct. <laughs> and yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. let be good to each other. Be excellent. And talk out the solution. And you will get more games in with more people. And be more satisfied by the result. Uh, what a winding road that was uh And who knows what we're going to come talk about next week? Dan had a bunch of ideas, which we will discuss and figure out which one we're going to do because I think it'd be cool. For Owen, actually, was the one that uh, instigated this through a conversation we had today, and I think it'd be cool to have Dan come up with one for next week.
0: I initiate all of the what are we going yeah. <laughs> to
1: sure do? um and <laughs> we've got some things coming up to talk about. We've got uh, Summer Siege coming up on the twentieth of August. Uh, If you haven't got your ticket money in for that, you want to secure your spot. We are currently, I'm just pulling it up on OTM, uh, 18 paid, 9 subscribed, cap of 40. So uh, anybody in the next month and a half that's looking to go in, make sure you secure your seat so we can get our table locks done. Uh, We'll probably lock probably first week of August just so we can know what our table cat's going to look like and get everything rocking and rolling. Um, go get some more questions in the mailbag. go uh, if you want to get this early, uh, if you want to have this five days early, you can go onto our patreon. I'll you a discount at the events uh, And yeah, and that's it. I have some other things we got coming up but we can't talk about yet. so we'll talk about them in the future. That's it.
0: What, we have things coming up? There's things that I can't talk about. No
1: <laughs> we, we have we have half baked ideas that we haven't. I'm not gonna announce that's all.
0: Are
2: you going to our Patreon? He's <laughs> just making it. this up now. This Night,
1: everybody. Out. Bye. Bye. Bye.